Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, my name's Nick. Hello, I'm Augie. We are the Mouth of Manliness. This is a podcast all about uh, mental health. But it's not just mental health. Um, it's kind of about people's lives and about uh, how they cope and how they manage in the world. Yeah, and digging into the stories that make them who they are. Yeah, so it's real life stories um, where we talk about things that people have been through and how they've managed and how they've coped and how they've come out the other side. So sometimes it's just me and Woggy here, but more often than not, we're talking to guests, uh, sometimes more well-known guests, but more often than anything, it's um, just normal people who have been through um, interesting situations. Yeah, and they've all got a lovely story to tell. Yeah, so mouth and manliness, we are about mental health, but we're more about people and stories. So welcome to the mouth. The mouth of manliness. Yeah, look, season three, and I'm learning um, to come away from the mic. Thank you very much, Nick. When I say, uh, (laughs) when I go loud, as Warren has been teaching me. um, And yes, it's me, Nick, and this is Warren. Hello, how's it going? All good? (laughs) Yes, and we're back. Um, and uh, we've got a really, really great guest today, uh, Rachel Wells, 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 Wells. <laughs> uh, so the reason um, me and Rachel have been talking since we started the podcast, like just on and off on uh, like Instagram mostly, haven't we? And um, I said, ain't we? And then just carried on talking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, well, yeah, I like I really liked your artwork and um, like the ones when you kind of uh, like you break them up and do those kind of uh, circular 
shapes. And you did, and then I asked you to do some for us, uh, for the podcast, and you did, and it was very mm. lovely. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah, yeah. And awesome. then, um, and then we, uh, yeah, we were talking about autism, weren't we? We talked quite a bit about that, and then I, I said, "Did you want to come on?" And you said, "Yeah." Shouting, I can hear it. Uh, Rachel's <laughs> kid is in the background, so uh, uh, yeah, be aware. She <laughs> might be slightly distracted, but um, yeah, it, well, I'm always distracted, and then yeah. cat about, and then just shouting for no reason. Ah, that's all good. <laughs> so we had a bit of a chat uh, the other day, didn't we? For uh, yeah, quite. A, quite a while and it was really cool and I really enjoyed talking to you uh, and I just uh, you're just full, you were full of beans you were like really full of beans and I really it, it was quite uh, intoxicated you know like I couldn't help but uh, it, it made me feel a bit excited about stuff I get that a lot from people because you well, really yeah like people get like I don't know so just excited about shit so everyone's like ah. Oh. I'm excited, and even if they don't care what I'm talking about, I've got like a mentor from uni, and I sort of ramble on to her about like art history, and she's like, "Okay," and I'm like, "Yeah, but this and then this," and she's like, "Right, I don't have any idea what you're talking about, but I'll come into it." And it's cool. <laughs> okay, I just ramble at people. I'm like, but the, on like the other day, I had like three conversations in a row, like three meetings. So I was like, oh "My God, child." <laughs> he's still very young isn't he how old is he he's six yeah Just awesome we're both parents yeah you know i've got a seven year old and a ten year old so weird. he's just shouting rachel of course he is of course he is he's loving life next door he's loving it element of chaos all the time uh, that's it yeah rachel's one of my favorite names as well Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's in the It came from um there's a film called uh with Dexter Fletcher called Rachel Papers. And ever since then that name's always stuck in my head. Wow, I'd forgotten about that film actually. Yeah, it's a great film. It is a great yeah. film. A young it's, Dexter Fletcher. Yeah, 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 he's really young. So mm. um so tell me, uh it was funny because what we were talking about was how uh like, even before we started, I was saying, don't be anxious. And you're like, tell someone <laughs> uh, that you can't be anxious. So, what, like, tell me, do you have those kind of moments quite regularly? Um, so, since having him, my mental health has been really good. But I've had mm. some forms of anxiety from, like, very little. So, like, as a small child, like a nursery, like, separation anxiety... And then my social anxiety started probably maybe about 10. And then it sort of got worse. And then now it's better. Yeah. What was it, like what you said is that you said um, since being a mum, you've felt less yeah. anxious. Yeah, so I think what it is is that like I know what to do. Like, yeah, so I think my anxiety comes from not knowing what to do in a situation, like what my responsibility, like, how do I react? If something happens that causes me anxiety, like something, I don't know. It's, I guess it's all sort of mixed up with like the autism and stuff. But yeah, like what do I do in a situation? But then 
I just look after him and that's mm. all my responsibility and no one expects yeah. anything more. Yeah. yeah. My brain is like it works on some weird paranoid level. Just like I've got to prepare for everything. Mm. Uh maybe it's uh it's funny, like um I think often when people have kids it 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 helps narrow things down. So it's just like all you, like everything's about the kid. Yeah. And and then everything else suddenly becomes a little less important. It really so does. It becomes a lot smaller. Like it yeah. Is. Yeah. But like your responsibilities are there and that's it. And like yeah. uh, and often at the uh like you neglect yourself a little bit because mm. of that. But I think it lifts you up as well, though, doesn't it? Because like you're meeting your responsibilities. I think Yeah, like when you're doing it, it's good. Like when you're like, Yeah, I'm smashing it, like when they're happy and you're like Yeah. Like, I don't care about anything else. Like he's yeah, and they're thriving. You're like, okay. Yeah, it's a lovely thing, right? Right with the world. Yeah, it's so cute. Like I love it. It's, when I had mine, like it I stopped giving a shit about stuff because that happiness it comes from came from generally just looking at them and just constantly watching them and being like, I can't believe I fucking made that. And I'm a mess, but I made that. <laughs> and it's like, and that made life, it just made life a little bit more simple. And then obviously like what you then wake up for is to ensure that they're okay. Right. And no matter what job it happens to be, I mean, like I had, when I had Lola, I was touring with Scroobius Pip and that was extremely hard. Like, cause I never saw her like all the time, but, it made the job. It, it, it was it was a direct link between work and yeah. then seeing her. Do you know what I mean? It just made things. Yeah, made things a lot easier. I love that though, and I still. I mean, obviously, I'm technically a co-parent now because their their mum and I aren't together. But it's a it's a nice. It, I, I I can't wait to spend time with them now, and they're like my little buddies, and like we do everything just us three. Always have done. It's like yeah, yeah that's like yeah, a beautiful thing. Me and, me and Goose, like mm. I just like messing about with him. Like, we just, like, yeah, dicking about. And, like, if there's an ice cream van, I'm like, obviously, we'll just get a nice lolly every time. Of course. And he'll get a nice lolly. And, like, earlier, he was, like, climbing on my shoulders. I'm like, it's bedtime. What are you trying to wrestle me for? Like, why are you trying to... I love that. Yeah, I love that, too. It's awesome. Yeah, he's, like, full of life. And his little brain goes off places. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. We're trying to merge. Pokemon's like mm. just weird ideas, and I'm like, yeah, okay, let's go with that. I'm 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 heavily involved in a Minecraft universe at the moment with mm. with both of my daughters. So yeah, one's one's one. far more advanced than the other, but I'm I mean I'm learning. I can't even use it, <laughs> man. So yeah, my son really But actually, both my kids—that's the one thing they kind of both get on about—is Minecraft, mm. and it really yeah. kind of fits my son's mind. Yeah, nice. He can like do it. Yeah. And there's not loads of reading. So, yeah. mates, when you so, have you made sense of your anxiety? You know um, what I mean. I guess in a, I guess I must have done if it doesn't exist anymore. But I think because it was so bad, and then to not have it all the time. So, like my most anxious because it's so strange. Like I just couldn't have a conversation mm. like there was no I had to learn it so I went to CBT about 20 I reckon um I had to learn how to have a conversation mm. so like visual cues um, and had like a cheat like worksheets and stuff and had to be like this is these are appropriate things to say because yeah so I was only diagnosed with autism at like 
2017. Everything before that is just sort of put down to mental health, but... Fucking hell, so... Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard about that, where... So, yeah, it was more to do with the autism than the anxiety. The anxiety was, uh, was a product of the autism. Yeah, and so when I understood... It's like having a plan. Like, if I know how a conversation is going to go, I know roughly what I need to talk about. Mm. I can say, you know, how you greet people. I understand that. And then and how it progresses, how a conversation... I mean, I can't end a conversation for shit. I'll say bye about 15 times or I'll just sort of wander off. But I figure, as long as most of it's done, it's, yeah. not, it's not the end of the world. Like, no one's going to... And people... I think people prefer having an unusual conversation rather than, like, a really standard... Because I... I will start a conversation in the middle of it and sort of work out. So when I'm like calling customer service people, I'm like, oh, I'll just tell you I'm autistic. And then that's your bit. Yeah. <laughs> you understand that. And I'll work out of it. Like I'll just, yeah, I feel more comfortable doing stuff my way rather yeah. than trying to fit in with what's expected. That's like, quite uh, amazing though, isn't it? Like to be able to, um, like that takes quite a lot of balls, I think, to be able to say, like this is the score, uh, and it's up to you how you deal with it, mate. Yeah. I love yeah, that. I do. It's a nice approach. Like, I don't really have a choice because no, like I do. I guess I couldn't, but then it just found it puts more pressure on me to sort of like mask. Yeah, actually, I don't. It's better for my anxiety if I'm just like I'm not coping with the situation. I don't want to do it. Like if I take control. And so whenever I'm in a situation now, my main objective, like, first of all, I try and make myself comfortable. So if I have to adjust my surroundings, if I have to, um, yeah, oh, if I'm stressed or anxious, I like switch, even in restaurants, you know, like plug switches, hmm. I'm like if they're the wrong way, I like go and switch them off. So just hmm. sort of behavior that only benefits me. Yeah. It makes me feel better and everyone else can think it's weird, but it's better than me trying to resist a panic attack and I try and suppress it and I go bright red and I'm like, oh, you can see me. It's like, stressful, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. very stressful. I'm not surprised you get anxious. Mm. It's a lot of shit to deal with, isn't it? Yeah. But it's I mean, good. It's, like, now it's fun. Like, now I can do it and I don't have to think about it too much. Or it was like, I've got a plan. Like, things... Um, so when my anxiety was really, really bad, I couldn't leave the house. Well, when it was really bad, I thought people were trying to kill me. That's like a whole other level. So I remember yeah. you, um, I think it was the Rosie King episode, you said you saw like things out the corner of your eye. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, shit, that's what I did. Yeah. And then I thought, because I, <laughs> like, um, I saw like eyes glowing in the garden. Like I had to have a, an assessment from the early intervention team because my anxiety was that bad. Like I was just... Mm. Like systematically searching the house. When yeah. was that? There was that long ago. Um, the... Were you young? Then? No, about ten years ago. So in my twenties. Oh, okay. So before my son. But yeah, like searching for people and mm. then having like a plan. I don't know why I thought people were trying to kill me. But there was things that would happen, and I'm like, well, obviously. Mm. That's, that's it's kind of the natural conclusion, I think. If you think about things long enough. The natural conclusion is either uh, people are out to get you, or um, uh, or nothing's worth it. That's that. I, like everything always comes down to that with me. 
if I'm not well, that's where I go. Yeah. Yeah, just swing between the two. Yeah. See, I've 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 had that like quite recently actually, probably like a year and a half, two years ago, where I was waking up. I was in a very sort of um confusing, uncomfortable time, I think, in a relationship and, and that level of anxiety, I, I woke up at like and it's interesting to hear you say it really, because I've not I've not particularly explored it much as the reasonings for it, but waking up and feeling like um like I was sort of looking at the end of the garden and and sort of being like shit like this I can see something you know and like have it having having that and it physically literally making me go back to bed like and and then like, and it shook me a little bit that and then it get to night time because at the end of the garden that I was staying at my parents as well at the start of lockdown and, um, really? and it was and I, I could see stuff at the end of the garden and I thought I was going fucking mad but I was yeah. just I was at a really real strange point of of my life, I think I didn't know what the fuck was going on. To be quite honest, and like living in a horror movie where you think, yeah. oh, so, um, so I think, well, when I had my assessment, I think they put it down to like hypervigilance. Right. And so, um, how I describe it is when so anxiety is like something bad might happen, and you yeah. prepare for the might. But when I was in that state, it was it's going to happen, it's going and it's going to happen as soon as I take my eyes off it. Yeah. Someone, and so it's fun, like I, it's funny because you know, like they, they use the term like hypervigilance. And um, it doesn't sound big enough, does it? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like, like living in a horror film. That's what I was going to say. Like, so um, you know, like in a horror film where like they're getting chased by the bad guy, and then they put like the hand around the door to stop the yeah. door, like that. So when I was having a cigarette at like um, two o'clock in the morning, because obviously insomnia, and and it was just there, and I was like, fuck, like it's just like mm. I could almost see it. Yeah, yeah like. Um, I must have said something to like some shit counsellor I was having and they were like okay let's get you assessed properly and I was like mm. I don't know yeah but it sort of calmed down after a week but I was very close to like barricading myself in my bedroom because like I was searching under my bed I was searching like properly searching like mm. my wardrobe and stuff and just going through the house closing doors behind yeah. me so I could hear if anyone was moving around like proper mm. like yeah when I think back oh, that's <laughs> I get it's, into that headspace. Strong. That, that happens to me when I'm not well. I get mm. like that, but my wife is kind of quick to um, mm. kick me up the arse and go, "Go to the doctors. Mm. <laughs> go to the doctors. Get your meds sorted. Go back to the psychiatrist. Oh, why don't you have hypnotherapy again? Mm. It helps it have another person who's going like that. But do you have another person who's going to go, Rachel? What the fuck are you doing? You kind of need it sometimes. I don't have anyone, so I've done um, everything. I've done every, I've done it all myself, which yeah. makes me sad because I'm like, oh, I should have someone, but mm. no, so it's all, it's all me. You will have someone, of course you will. <laughs> when you yeah. like, when you're ready for it, when it, these things are meant to happen, they just happen. I know, but even like yeah, my parents. That. So when I was younger yeah. and stuff, like no one came with me. So I was diagnosed with depression at seventeen. Mm. And I was self-harming from, like, 13 and stuff. Like, right. no one, there was no sort of intervention. No one was like, Rachel, this is well. Not that I remember. I mean, it might have happened, but not sufficient mm. enough. So was that because of anxiety, Rachel? What? Self-harm and the depression. Um, so my, I don't have a good relationship with my mum. Right. To say physically abusive feels a bit too big, but yeah, and then sort of emotionally, I'm going to say emotionally cold, 
Yeah, that's emotional abuse, though. Yeah, I know. I'm not ready to, like... Abuse is a big word. Yeah. Like, um, it just feels a bit... I'm not ready to unpack that all yet. I'm just sort of... I'll just focus on everything that's... Because I can't do anything about it, which frustrates me the most. So I'm like, I feel like I've been cheated. I'm like, I should have had a mum that looked after me, and I didn't. Mm. And so, like, I've just sort of navigated... do you recognise your your positive traits now to, to make sure that you're a good mum and to make God. sure? Sounds like it. So it does, yeah, to me, yeah. I just love because I, I enjoy it, like, so um, just really interesting. I don't know if I got really lucky and if I had a boring kid that I would be like, yeah. but yeah. he's just, I adore everything about him. Yeah. Like, everything is just exceptional. I'm like, ah. And when I think, oh, I made you, like, mm. I just, I feel like God sometimes. I get a bit of a God comment. I'm like, I made you. Carried you to the world, and it is the best just, thing. I love it, and I never want to be like her. So I'm really affectionate. Yeah, not the time with him. Good. I spend because it's weird what traits you pick up from your parents. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, like yeah, my yeah. mum would never spend money. Like if we went out, we'd always have to take some shit pat lunch, and I'm like, I don't want mm. some sort of squished Clinfield sandwiches. Clinfield no. sandwiches, you know, when you just no. like, like squash and a. In a bottle, mm. I just buy something there yeah. for money. So now I always buy stuff. I might make a point of it, being like, "I'm gonna." Mm. That's why we have ice cubbies all the time. I'm like, yeah. it's funny. My wife, that my wife says that. Like when they used to go out for anything, it was packed lunch, and um, so now. Oh, it, it pains her to do it because it's almost like in her blood but she will I'll be like no no we'll just buy shit there and I and she kind of makes a point of doing that but I know it's still it, it, she still finds it difficult to do it yeah. so tell me more about when you were growing up then um, so was it just you and your mum no so I've got um, an older brother he's 12 years older and then a younger sister she's only 21 months younger so, but you know when people say what have you just been like oh of course she's a middle child mm-hmm. I'm a middle uh, no I'm the bottom child I, <laughs> I, I, my sisters resent me all day long <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we've all had very different childhoods mm-hmm. like, like like sort of parenting experiences I guess with my mum yeah yeah different I guess in what way so my mum was shit for especially me because like, obviously um, so I've had autistic traits forever yeah. and so they didn't fit with what she wanted right. Right, so yeah. I had to sort of had lots of meltdowns but even shit like, um, like I, could, I could sometimes I didn't want to wear shoes so I just I had to like mm. kick, I say kick off but I'd melt down because they were trying to force me to wear shoes Obviously, my sister and my brother don't have that because they're not autistic. So, um, and my brother was already like doing his own thing when I was born because he was sort of a teenager and stuff. So, mm. and my sister's like, she was the protected baby, but as the like as the years have gone on, she sort of understood it a little bit better now. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I was definitely like the black sheep, middle child. <laughs> How about your dad? Um, so they divorced when I was maybe 10 I think so he moved out he um, lived in a section house for a bit so he's a, he was a police officer so yeah like 
I don't know, because it's not like a close relationship, but I don't know if that's because... Well, he, no, he's not close to anyone. Like, he hugged my brother's girlfriend. No, my brother's girlfriend's like a hugger. Hmm. And then, so she hugged my dad. And my sister was like, what the fuck? I want to hug. And she was trying to get my dad to hug her. And stuff. <laughs> so we're not like an affectionate family. Hmm. We're not like a close... My brother and my sister, we're getting closer now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird because I don't feel it. So it might be there. But hmm. I don't feel it, if that makes sense. So objectively, I can see things, but I'm like, well. Hmm. Need to feel it. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair. It makes sense. So when did you? So, um, so did anxiety come from you feeling um, different? Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think so. And just yeah, because I was um, so the social anxiety. I think because I used to get my sister has that weird thing, you know, when um, you get really irrationally irritated by people eating, like that right. sort of noise. So yeah. you should, she used to tell me I was disgusting when I ate, and then right. I thought, oh god, like I must be, yeah. and so I would try and change uh, that. That's really interesting. Yeah. I'd stop eating in front of people, and then um, so I don't have my photo. I, I don't take pictures of myself, or like I'm, I'm never in pictures. Really, I'm trying to get better. For, yeah but like that yeah I don't know I've forgotten your question no that's interesting because you think um, that I often like a lot of my problems come from um, like a similar kind of thing really uh, and you know that not feeling like not feeling good enough essentially and, and feeling really self-conscious hmm. uh, and like yeah, I never thought I had anxiety, and then now I look back on it, and I think I did have anxiety, and that was a big part of it. And then because I felt like that, I then became depressed. So that kind of feeling like you're not good enough, and if your parents aren't um, reinforcing in you that you are good enough... Hmm. Um, if that's all you're told, you just believe what you're told, you're like, okay. Yeah, it fucks your head. Yeah, yeah. of course. Course, so um, you just go into life not feeling good enough, and then on top of that, um, you've got something that you really can't change. Yeah, like I thought I could. Like all the things I thought, and I have changed. Like it's not good, I guess, because I should just be allowed to be myself, and you know, yeah. like if I the people, I should be able to communicate in a way that's natural to me instead of like second guessing what I'm doing. Because I'm forever like, okay, so in like, um, when I'm texting or emailing, if I don't get the response I want, or even responding to comments online and stuff, like, you know, when you comment and shit, and I'm like, oh, I must have miscommunicated. You know what, though, Rach, I, I do that. I do that. Hmm. Like, sometimes like, I, I've kind of learned that uh, a lot of the things that I might have put stock in in the past have, been, and have really bothered me. Um, that yeah, everyone kind of does it a bit, mm. and that kind of made me feel a bit better about things. But I will still get really stressed out if someone replied to me for ages. Mm. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting. Like I send a message and I'm fucking waiting for a response. Like it drives me bad. It doesn't. It doesn't help that we're in a, a, a society of validation, though. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things well. like Instagram and Facebook and all that shit, because we 
our natural expectation is to be seen and to be recognised from what we do, right? And and if we're in an, if it's a numbers game about people like following us or commenting on our shit, it naturally would then be part of your social makeup because then when you send a text message or like, I mean, if it's with a partner or whatever else and they don't get back to you, you're like, well, what the fuck have I done? Because yeah. I, I expect you to like my fucking picture on Instagram and you're meant to care. Re- reply to my messages and to tell me you give a shit. And it's, uh, it's a really hard one, isn't it? Because the balance is that if you find comfort, because that's been a battle I've had for a long time is like finding solace in my own headspace and, and, Actually, I'm a creative and I'm happy on my own to do that. But I, I realise that companionship is probably the most important thing to me in life. And and people matter to me. I know, it's so shit people mattering, isn't it? Like, yeah, I know, it and it really like, is because... Gonna, it's just bollocks. It. Because now I'm realising that I can... That I want people. So because yeah. I've got no one, so I've got a very small... I don't trust anyone. I'm like, how do I... I've got to it's figure hard, out. Like, I've never trusted anyone in my whole life. Yeah, how do hard. I now, as a grown ass woman, figure out how to just trust a friend? Like I've got two proper friends that I think, like that. I, this is how I measure friendship. I don't know if it's completely fucked or not, but I'm like, oh, um, would I miss them if I never talked to them again? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I probably would. And so yeah. that's how I count. And so that's how people in my life. I'm like, no, nah, mm. that's not that weird. No, that's really not. I do no. that. Yeah, yeah but there's only two people on the list where I might add probably. Like, well, there's probably a few more, but there's not many people. I'm like, because I feel like obliged, like, oh, yeah, I should have, like, some family members. But really, I've only got, like, five people like, outside of my house. <laughs> like, in fairness, it's not even that much. Like, I've got, like, like, like three people I actually kind of see regularly. Um, and then there's maybe two others that are kind of around that. And that's kind of it. Yeah. yeah uh, but I think it's good because I can add people in now. So I can be really selective about who I talk to, who I spend my time with, who I spend my energy with. And mm. even I don't, what I found is that I don't need to have, well, I don't know. I don't know if this is fucked and I'm like trying to bullshit myself. Like I don't need to have deep connections. And it's just a way of keeping people like away from me because, oh, but like I just, I just say good morning to everyone. Like mm. I just try and just, like on the on the school run, we're saying good morning to the the guy, you know, like uh, the street cleaners and the yeah. guy at the news agents, and then in the the estate agents, and then the caterers were saying in the market, and then there's people mm. just like ah, oh, okay, like this, mm. I like this. I think I just need to be in control of everything all the time. Mm. So funny, so many of the things you're saying, I'm like, I like I, I kind of force myself to do things like that, so mm. that I'm not my usual shit self. You know, like, I try and engage in the world. Yeah. Is, the camera, is the camera doing something? Yeah, it keeps going dark. Yeah, it keeps flashing out, yeah. I mean, I am in the dark, but why is it doing... It's probably because you're in the dark. I'm skulking about in the dark. I, think it's I don't want to put a light on, so I get distracted by myself. Don't worry, I don't mind. <laughs> I, I want to go back then. I want to go back. So you, <laughs> were se- you were 17. Yes. Um, and you were depressed and self-harming. Yes. Um, and how did you end up um, getting support then? Because you said you didn't feel like you were getting much support from anyone else. Right, so we probably have to circle back to when I was 14, because um, 
So things got really shit with my mum and she she was making me homeless quite regularly. So I was having to like sofa surf and really? I would take yeah, so I would like, pack all my whole like pack Fuck. a holder of my clothes and I would take that to school. And then um one one day my deputy head took me down to social services. No one did anything. I don't know what the conversation was happening. Yeah. But then when I was 14, I took an overdose as well. And the therapist, you know when you have to do like CBT and they like triage you, like wait, or no, when you go, you want therapy and they go, okay, we'll do a little assessment, see where you go. Yeah. I didn't think I was trying to kill myself. But apparently the therapist was like, no, Rachel, if you want that pain to stop, you took some tablets. That, that's an attempt. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. So, yeah. But, um, so I think that from then I was under CAMS. So I wasn't living with my mum then. But I was still... So my mum tried me out properly when I was 14. And then for year nine and 10, I wasn't really at school. So year nine is when it all mm. happened, I think. And where then were you we, So fucking young, man. Um, so I was in Barnet. And no, then, I mean, where? Like, what was it? Social care accommodation? No, no, no. So my dad, um, my dad had to rent a flat or rent a place mm. for, for us. And then who's now my stepmom as well. She lived with us. Right. Oh, right, that's fucking heartbreaking. Told yeah, you there's yeah. more trauma. I was like, <laughs> reveal it. Just, just to consider that you had to go through that in like year nine at school. Yeah. I mean that that year that year at school is like one of the hardest ones because you sort of you get past year eight and and seven and eight and you feel that you're sort of finally at a point when I was going to fucking bully you from anywhere else. But also you're trying to figure out what the fuck you're going to do with your life. I imagine, and, and like, can you imagine school, having that and all? Fuck school you know. probably went out the window, though, didn't it? Well, I I went back. So I was living up in Bedfordshire. Then I went mm. back. Like my, I don't even know the conversations that happened. I feel like I should turn the light on because it's weird. Just, <laughs> but I don't even remember the conversations that happened. I wasn't self-aware then. I was mm. just. I guess it's probably because I was just living. I was just trying to survive. So that was that's what I was focused on, but um, yeah. So I started year eleven at my old school, and because I tried to go to another school, and it just because I went to an all girls school, and then up here I went to a mixed school, and I mm. just boys are shit, and yeah. so I just yeah, boys are awesome. Well, yeah, they are. So um, it just wasn't wasn't like a good environment and mm. so I went yeah I did year 11 down and then a b-tech as well no a business jvq not a b-tech oh I've got a b-tech and then I left school at Distinction. So, yeah so then what happened so uh what happened afterwards so you got they like said oh you're trying to kill yourself that was when I was an adult and I was trying to get therapy oh that was oh that was yeah. later okay yeah so I had um had a meltdown when I was in hospital. So I was there. So because well basically my mum she it makes me sad to think. I'm uh, getting hold on, Rach. I need to do timeline. So okay. right. So when you were fourteen Yes. Uh like Cam's Just got me and my sister uh no, so after they were involved No, when I was seventeen when I got depressed I think or when I got diagnosed with depression. Oh, so this was after, so 14... Yeah, 16, 17. Because my mum... I remember my mum left me at family therapy. Oh, fuck. 
Fucking hell. <laughs> so um, it was in Finchley, so we drove oh. over like it was a school day, I think. And so me, my mum and my sister drove over. They asked my sister to wait outside. And my mum freaked out and was like, I'm doing this and just took my sister and just left me there. And I was like, all right, okay. I have a, when um, my, I used to go to when I was like, Probably around the same age, I think, like 16, 17, I used to have to go to therapy at Basildon Mental Health Unit. And um, my dad used to take me. Uh, and my dad is the cause of a lot of my issues. Um, similar to what you're talking about with your mum, but probably less, like to a lesser extent. And, um, and he used to take me and... Like, I fucking knew, like, he didn't say anything, but I knew how much he'd begrudge taking me to therapy. It's the worst, isn't it? When you're like, well, I, I, it just makes just more pressure. Like, just yeah, yeah, go. yeah. It's like, I just want to get in and out and I want to fucking get home so my dad mm. ain't got the ump with me. Yeah, so I don't get a bollocking. Like, that's how yeah. I spent my life, just trying to avoid a bollocking. Like, just flying under the radar, just enough. Just got to get too much just, attention. So was it when you were 17 then um, that it all kind of kicked off of your mental health? Mm, no. So I'm trying to think because I've had, so it's got, it's got worse and it's got better. So when I was 14, that was really dramatic, obviously. And then it sort of calmed down a bit, I guess, because I wasn't living with my mum. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so I still had social anxiety Still, no, maybe it was my 20s that I went to, like, CBT. So I guess it must have got worse mm. as I sort of got older. Like, it was fine for a bit, and then maybe sort of... Because I was still in contact with my mum. So oh. I was still trying, to get her to, still trying to get her to love me. Yeah. And, um, of course. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's hard to remember it all. But it got, so my first CBT, and I think the first time, it's hard to remember. Yeah, I How had did you find CBT? Did you find it out? Yeah, I liked it. I so my therapist was really good. Yeah, I've, I enjoyed it when I did it, to be honest. Yeah, there was something about... It, it's, Sorry, I when when I did it, it it, it put a few things into perspective for me. I enjoyed it. I think it was um, it was a a way of uh, an immediate an immediate way of coping. I, I found actually like the mechan the coping mechanism sort of stuff that I went through was uh, yeah massively like just like a revelation in 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 respect of how I reacted to things, not just through anger or through fucking self-destruction which was a very a, a standard thing for me in my like early 20s or mid 20s I'd say actually yeah around that time and it, and it was yeah interesting it's interesting it was interesting approach from like completely out of the blue yeah it's good I liked all the thinking errors and you go ah oh, shit I do that one yeah I do that yeah. one and just ticking them off and then exactly. I showed she was like do people not do this and I was like apparently this is bad all mm. these things are not good yeah. but um, I think the biggest thing was helping me like the anxiety cycle. So when you, mm. I want to smell that. <laughs> I don't smoke anymore, but I really like, I love the smell of it. Uh, I love smoking. I, um, I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like the anxiety cycle. So where, you know, um, your thoughts, they trigger this and this, this, this. Yeah. And then 
depression, probably remember that, but then sort of intercepting it. And so how could I change that and just to bring my anxiety down? Mm. And now I don't even bother with that. I just take some medication. It's interesting. Like I, I, I found uh, I used to do courses um, with criminals and use, we used to use CBT techniques to help them break the pattern of criminal behaviour. It's quite offensive now when I talk about it, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, it, I kind of recognised quite early on that it's bigger than that. It's all about, it's, they're kind of life skills, you know, like um, about not, um, so you don't get in those like fault cycles that you can't yeah. kind of fucking break out of. And um, and I can't, I did recognise that and I, I ended up using a lot of it on myself. And that was one of my most well periods in my life when mm. I was doing that for about two years. Yeah, that was when I met my wife and like, <laughs> and sorted myself out. Mm. And I think it was, a lot of it was down to just using the CBT techniques. Like when mm. I was stressed out, I'm like, what's the first important priority? You know, like, and you just break it down. Do I need to do anything? But it's about controlling your mind, isn't it? It's about yeah. taking control back. Yeah. I think it's, because um, I think cause I can cope now is because I've got space between my thoughts and my feelings, yeah. where when it was really bad, it was just all at once and I couldn't process anything because I was just reacting constantly. And I didn't have, there was no break. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. And it's exhausting. Yeah, oh my god, I'm so tired. I mean, yeah. when my so I had anxiety and depression. Uh, so I had severe severe social anxiety and severe depression, and I was non-functioning. So I didn't do anything. And I was like, but I just oh, it's just exhausting, and it hurts so much. Like, how can depression? How can it physically hurt? It I does. It, yeah, does. it does though. Like, people Pending. don't know that it does. It physically fucking hurts. Like existing was painful. Yeah. Just I'm like, oh, it's too much. Just like so it was literally day by day, and that's how I took it. Because obviously, like when I was that depressed, it was sort of suicidal thought, and then suicidal. Yeah. I spent two weeks crying, like just non-stop. Like don't like just so heavy depression, and then mm. and then like I was like, if it hurts so much, because I was living with my dad and my stepmom. If it hurts so much, why can't anyone see it? I mm. don't know if that's like a really sort of logical autistic thing to be like, it hurts. People should yeah. see it. They don't want to see it, though, because then no. I, I think uh, if someone, if your family were to recognise it, they would be recognising uh, that they are shit. Yeah. So they don't want to recognise it. They don't want to see it because then they've got to take some responsibility for putting you in that position. Mm. And that's difficult. It is. It fucking is. It's, it's that uh, being being a parent, you, you're you're. I mean, it's it's a genetic thing. Like when when you when your your partner or you know you give birth to a child, when you see it, that that's all there for you to look after and deal with, right? Throughout their entire life, regardless of how. No, old it's just me as well. So yeah. I'm like me and the goose knocking yeah. about. But this is it. But like, if 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 you sort of aren't if if no one's there supporting you or rec or helping you recognise that you're unwell or that you need help. Like I'm, I've been very fortunate. My family are, are extremely supportive and they've been, they've, they've, we've had their, they've had their problems throughout, you know, their lives and stuff. And it has impacted the family as it always would do. But 
fundamentally, like there's there's that thing of like when you're definitely unwell when you're doing something, it's it is it's a parent's responsibility to to see that and to ensure that you're all right, you know. Yeah, um, it, I don't, it doesn't sound like you had a lot of that, right? No, no, I was no no one took responsibility for me. Mm. Just little old me, all by myself, knocking mm. about. But and then, I'll, like. You know, like, like, but having having spoken to you, like, about you know, about your artwork and 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 scene, and like, we've we've had conversations, uh, you and I, like, about sort of branching out and and having and having conversations about sort of networking and that sort of thing, right? And and it's 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 something. I mean, I, I'm 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 a good talker. Like, I'm I'm happy to sort of tell people what I do and that. But it's like when you meet other creatives, I think there's a lot more common ground. And, yeah. and and a lot more a lot more actually heart on the sleeve behavior yeah. because I'm extremely emotional I'm very open with, with with what I need emotionally and creatively I like sharing and I, I'm, I'm always a kind of I believe that like a gang culture of the right people in the gang is 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 the best thing right and that's sort of what the conversations you and I have had right um about that about sort of getting getting people that are like-minded in a really specific way to help yeah. you as well like to, to give you yeah, that strength kind of in numbers you crew, yeah. and, exactly that and it know. makes you feel better and you don't feel judged by your crew because they know that um, that you can produce you exactly know, and, that, and that feels special it is yeah, it it's is. very true because you're very talented Rachel your artwork's amazing yeah, you know what I mean is. it's like pe- <laughs> people, people need to thank you no no not at all you really are like it's it's uh and it's I, I, I think there's a there's a lot there's a lot to do there like that, that club i mean you know i'm all about collaboration it's me you know <laughs> this is like your tagline like this is your catchphrase right. like, it is like, no, but he's so right i'm gonna get a t-shirt i, 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 I found <laughs> since like like me and warren are proper collaborators yeah and, like, we do music together all the time since doing music with warren now now i kind of had this feeling like oh, i'm really like i'm good i'm not shit you are good. You're and I've been playing music since I was like 15, like yeah. playing the guitar, and no, I've never felt like I was any good at it. Like, you lose perspective, don't you, when you're all in your head? And you yeah, don't you know. do, you do. And then if you've got like the wrong people, so when you're not well, you get like the wrong people around you because... Yeah, yeah. Um, you do. And then those people, they don't... Like now, I'm forming friendships, and it's yeah. so... I think it feels so weird because it's so methodical. Like I have to think about it. Like people just make friends, don't they? Like that's, yeah. and I'm like, no, I've got to, right. How do I make friends today? And what can I do to, to like, I really think about it. Mm. And I feel like such a nerd, but I kind of enjoy it. Cause I sort of, yeah, I, I don't know. I just love it, but I don't have, I think what it is. Sorry, I ramble. I'm not sorry. I ramble. No. Let me no, rephrase no. that. <laughs> um, no, you're so when great. you've got people that you can be vulnerable with, yeah. Like they, they're like you're you're safe with them, aren't you? So you can yeah. share ideas. It doesn't matter if they're good or not. Or you can share your thoughts, but you know you're not gonna. Mm. Yeah, like so you can be braver because you know that if it doesn't go well, you've got like you've got that safe space to come back to. But I don't have that safe space. So anything mm. I do, if it doesn't go well, I've got to emotionally recover by myself. Mm. So like everything, it just feels bigger. How do you do I don't that? I'm like ego driven and I'm like it's bigger mm. for me because I'm better than everyone else or I'm so yeah. different from everyone else that everything's so but I don't think really that is it. I want to come back to um 
when you're gonna put a light on. Yeah, keep talking. So I want to come back to. Uh, so when did autism become um, like a, a, a concept to you? I read an article in um I think it was like the New Statesman on Facebook, and you know when you just like what the actual fuck. So, um, so by this point, I think, so yeah, I already had my son, um, and my mental health was consistently good, so I didn't have any, it wasn't bad at all, I've got really anxious since putting that light on. (laughs) Still can't see that well, so you're all right. I I just skulk about in the shadows, like. (laughs) That's what I do, don't nick my thing. <laughs> we, maybe we could stop together. Have very Nick yeah. Cave of you both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I read an article, and then it. I think the woman's name was Rachel, and it was she got diagnosed just before her birthday. I think I was about twenty nine, and she got she got diagnosed when she was like just before her thirtieth, and I was like, for fuck's sake! Like it was just doing that. How old are you now? If you don't I was mind me asking. Okay, so not long ago then. No, and now I'm waiting for an ADHD assessment as well. Mm. But um, yeah, so lots of things in the the article made sense. Yeah. So I've always known I was different. I used to think I thought wrong. Yeah. Mm. I used to be like, oh, it's me. And then I used to, yeah, think that I was, there was something completely wrong with me because things that looked so easy for other people mm. just felt alien. Like I just mm. couldn't connect with it. Like, um, like people socialising or like a girls' night out. I'm like, oh, I, just, I can see that you're enjoying it, but I can't imagine that's fun. Like I can't imagine being around that many people, trying to talk to that many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I can see, like logically, I can see people are getting enjoyment from that. And so, um, yeah, I did like an online form, like a, a questionnaire. Yeah, yeah, I did that. And then took it to the doctor. And then... Yeah, I was very lucky, and the doctor believed me. I didn't have to like argue my case or anything. Yeah, just sort of fluke—not a fluke to diagnosis, but I know that having a diagnosis is a privilege because lots mm. of people, yeah, is don't get a diagnosis or or can't like cost. Like lots of people refuse diagnosis, or um, yeah, they're just not—it's not accessible to everyone. That's why lots of autistics self-diagnose. Right. Yeah. So, um. Mm. Yeah. So what changed then? Did something change when you um, when you got that diagnosis for you? Oh, I imagine that was, like, that was quite liberating. Mm. Yeah, because by that time I'd already sort of started to accept, so with like CBT and stuff, that I'm okay just doing what I want to do. I'm not hurting anyone. So if yeah. I want to touch a leaf, I'll just touch the fucking leaf. Like just accepting like the behaviour that is not typical and that might draw attention to me. Like mm. if someone, and now, like if someone wants to call me weird, I'm like, yeah, what, like, I'm just a bit too mouthy. I'm wonderfully so, weird. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll just do things because I want to do them now. But yeah, so getting the diagnosis, I was like, everything makes sense. Mm. And it's okay to do it. So, and I, I can't fix it. So with like social anxiety, that can be treated. That can, you can overcome that. So I stopped trying. Yeah. I didn't have to keep sort of banging my head against this brick wall of like, oh, I can it can get better, it can get better, like I can try hard. And now I don't I don't need to. I'll just relax and just carry on doing what I want to do. It's so funny, uh, uh I say funny, but a lot of the things um 
uh, a lot of the things you describe are things that I do. Um, so, I, like, I like people never ever believe it really because I'm quite extrovert. Um, but then, in the same respect, I'm experiencing all the things you're experiencing, and then I'm going saying to myself like that bastard bit of my brain is going, you don't feel comfortable, do you? You know, like, it's like, you, you're weird. You, you don't fit. You don't fit. I know you can pretend, but you don't fit. And, um, and, uh, I, after speaking with Eddie Temple Morris and he was going, have you got adult ADHD? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. So I looked into it and this kind of was part of our conversations, wasn't it? Um, that, uh, and then my son's got autism, and then I'm thinking, well, I've got some trace. And then I kind of convinced myself I had. Mm. And then uh, my wife, who um, has got uh, a degree in psychology, uh, she was going... <laughs> I bet you get away with nothing, about it's uh, uh, yeah. No, it's funny <laughs> enough. Funny enough, she never really rolls it out. But she actually, she I'd be so never rolled it like, out. Yeah. She's yeah. never rolled it out. And she rolled it out <laughs> on this one occasion. Because I went to see my psychiatrist and I was like, I want an ADHD assessment. And he went, no. And he was having none of it. He just said, no. And he said, I could refer you, but I'm not going to because um, you're in recovery. Yeah. Uh, and you need to focus on your recovery. And actually, I think he was right. I do need to focus on my recovery. Um, and I'd never even thought about it in terms of recovery until he said it. And then... Um, and then my wife said to I went home and I was moaning about it. my wife went, You haven't got ADHD. Mm. <laughs> she was like, and I, um, I'm like, oh, fuck off. And, and then she went, I do, you know, I studied this. <laughs> you know, like, I do know. I qualify. Uh, and then, um, but I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, uh, which shares a lot of common traits as well. Oh, uh, it's. So with women, that's, that's why women get diagnosed later because they get misdiagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Right. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I still don't... The borderline personality disorder, I think I have it when I'm not well. I think right. I have it in spades when I'm not well. The rest of the time, I don't think I really have it. Mm. Um, and then the autistic traits, uh, I definitely still think I have. Mm. Um and a lot of the things you describe, Rachel, like, I, I totally have, but I, uh, yeah, I've learned to tell myself to stop it. Um, oh, that's sad. But yeah, so the funny thing is, is well, I keep saying the funny thing is, and I hate saying that. Um, but it's, um, it means you can't be yourself, doesn't it? And like, yeah, when exactly. we were talking, when Rachel and I were talking the other day, and you were saying, hey, like, it's you're in a group, like a work thing, and they say you need. We're doing an icebreaker, and you'll go, no. Oh no, yeah, I'm such a shit. I'm just. No, that really, that really touched me because, like, I don't mind doing things like that, but the idea of just going, no, 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 like that doesn't yeah, fit. Because my ultimate responsibility is to myself and my own mental health, so I don't need to please other people. If I'm not coping in a situation, I'll take myself out of the situation, hmm. and that's. That's it. That's the be all and end all. I don't owe other people an explanation. So no one can make me do shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just... Yeah, that's but pretty think, amazing, though, don't you think? Like, to me... I don't have the social obligations that other people do. No. I love I, it. 
when I kind of when yeah. I start the the best thing about <laughs> like this podcast has been me going I'm mental and I'm not going to be I'm not apologising for it ever mm. again. You know, like uh, I've got these issues and that is me, and I, I don't fucking care what you think. Yeah, I will say as well the conversations that I mean, obviously I'm I'm new to the party with Matha Maniness, but. It's it's helped me identify traits of my behaviour in a real clear, open and honest way. Because like, it's interesting you talk about ADHD. It's because the way my brain often digests and works with information and everything I've read about ADHD kind of ties in, I think, with the way I am. Like 100%. And like some friends of mine as well like that, that have that in their family and so on, like, have, have sort of said to me, you, you might want to sort of, like, investigate a bit further. And I, I kind of do, right? Because there's, 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 there's a borderline chaos within my, within my head, as Nick has, yes. has, has glad, gladly <laughs> identified for me. He's the most chaotic motherfucker. Yeah. I don't know. Have you, well, we're just meeting now, but, I mean, I, I think I can rival. Because, so with <laughs> the autism, I'm like, oh, I like a bit of routine. Like, I have, like, a really loose routine that yeah. things can function a bit. But then, mm. so, but then I, like, I'll try and make it a bit stricter, mm. and then everything goes to shit and I do nothing. Mm. But I can't focus... That's why I can't write. Pro- I can write properly. I say I can't write properly, but I can't focus on writing because mm. my brain just goes so fucking quickly. And I always mm. compare it to you know, um, uh, in Sherlock, when Sherlock gets the idea, all those pieces yeah, yeah. start coming yeah. together. I'm like, that's yeah. it. Like that's how I feel. I get high off thinking. I'm like, oh, yeah. Jesus. Like, I just get such a so, rush. Like, do, you, do you not? Do you not like like, like um, kind of? I, I sort of find a bit of uh, solace in the fact that I always leave the fucking taps running. I'll fill up the tap in the kitchen, right? And I'll fill it up. Really with, bad for with, the environment. With, Don't leave the tap. Yeah, room. I know, I know. But I'll fill it. I'll fill it. I'll fill it with fairy liquid, and then I'll fuck off and do something else. Oh my god! And then I'll do something else, and then I'll do something else, and then I'll go fuck the kitchen, and then I'll go back. <laughs> That's the best analogy of how I work because I'll start with something, and then I'll literally just fucking go Don't like do, that I and go and do something. Else. Anything. I just bounce from. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm constant, yeah. constant. Half a job because I'm just like. And I don't even realise that I'm doing it. I'll mm. just wander off. Yeah. And yeah. like, oh, and and you know, like some people, man, it must be brilliant to have a brain that like can get shit done. Because like I'll go, oh, I need to go and get this. Mm. So I'll go to my bedroom. But on the way, I've done like 12 things and I still haven't got the thing I've done. Uh, and then I've sat down for a rest. Then I'm looking at social media. I'm like, for fuck's sake, yeah. just go the, and get I've got, I've got like 10 years, ten, I think I'm more of a bit less. And... In the last five years, I've learned to control those things. So um, now, um, I, I was chaotic, never anything got finished, and I am still am. That is my natural impulse, to start things. Fleet of fancy, I'm a creative, fucking start things and never finish anything. And I've taught, I've taught myself to finish. <laughs> And uh, and I get massively frustrated with Warren, and I'll show that <laughs> because I've taught myself to finish. But then I know that it took me a long time and a like therapy mm. twice a week. Because yeah. the other thing is, is it, what that we've um, what we're all saying as well. I think is that um, it's not just that alone, is it? It's not no. just that alone, as in you know you. you have a difficult brain there's also all the baggage that you bring from yeah. your past 
mm. um, that makes that difficult brain because all the shit that's happened in your life pretty much confirms all the stuff that's going all the bad yeah. shit that's going on in your brain cool. yeah it does. so so it's that much fucking harder the, uh, i got sucked in so at the minute like the trend i don't know if it's for men as well but for women it's like self-help so self-help books and life coaches and it got me fucked up because i was like i'm thinking that i'm wrong like that I'm, I'm like really desperate for like i need to implement routines yeah, it's mainstream though, isn't it? It's yeah. mainstream. But then I forget that I'm not like typical. You're not mainstream. Yeah, like I had to try harder. And I was like, mm. I'm not happy. Like I'm just miserable being like not getting anything done, but mm. then beating myself up because I haven't got anything done. So nothing yeah. changed. I've just felt worse about myself. Self-help now, stuff is like, uh, basically it's trying to put you in a box. And it's just, it's just the same as, like I'm actually... Don't get me wrong, some stuff's really good. Um, I read a book by Eckhart Tolle um, about, uh, very much about being in the moment and not stressing your thoughts. And that was a revelation to me. Um, And that, you know, pretty much a self-help book. But um, the ones that make you feel judged... It's like, I don't, I, I fucking judge myself all day long. I don't need like, an external judgment. Mm. I should be trying harder. And like, if I want to get shit that, you know, that's like, oh, you've got the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, I'm by myself. I've got to do everything. Beyonce's probably got a fucking dishwasher, but now I've got to wash up. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't do it. Or I'm just one person. And I think that's what I've understood as well. Like, I'm essentially, I'm a single parent. I do two jobs. He said it to me the other week, and I was like, yeah. He was like, and I was like, yep, me, cracking on. Mm. I hate washing up. I don't do it. I just live in chaos. And, yeah, I mean, so I'm trying to, like, get back to, like, so when I was little, I was essentially feral. And I would just be, I was happy if I was outside with no shoes on. I love the rain. I just, yeah, so if you just put me outside, and I'll build a den, I'll be whacking things with sticks, I'll be clearing out sheds. That's what I used to do. I just clear out the shed. I just don't want to it. But I was just happy. And so that's what I'm trying to get back to. Just yeah. Like, and also being the parent that little Rachel would have fucking loved. Yeah, exactly. Like just, so that's why he was on my shoulder. He's too big as well. Like he's not little. Like on my shoulders at bedtime. Like we was trying to like get him some yeah. milk and he was like freaking out. And that's why... Yeah, and I'm you're doing there. you're doing it though, right? You're doing it. You're doing it. So it's like and it, it's 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 you are you, you you're doing it because you seem I don't know like you 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 seem happy in being a parent and happy in, in identifying all that stuff to me at least like you, you know what I mean it's <laughs> best. This is it. Do you know what I mean? And that's what else could you fucking possibly want from life? Like, like it's, it's just little. Hard. He loves. I mean, yeah, he loves. What does it, he eats ice cream weird? Like he bites it, and I'm like, oh god! Like um, it's the teeth though, yeah. man. It's got doesn't eat the outsides of things. <laughs> just you know what, right? I think you you're really quite inspirational. Yeah, me too. Um, just as in the fact that you've you're you're still here. Hmm. <laughs> That's the fucking miracle. I think we have to, we have to, yeah, we have, yeah, we have to have pats on the back for still being here. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, you're, you're an attentive mum, but also, I like, I think you're, 
I don't know how to word it, but I'm going with pioneer. You know, like the idea. I'll take it, a pioneer. Yeah, no, but the idea that like it's like I'm not going to be ashamed of who I am. No. And um and all of my the people I look up to, all of like the people in art, literature, and music, all of my the people that I admire most are people who are like. I'll do it my way, and um, you can catch up. Like, it's not going to get done if it's not my way, to be fair. Like, I just won't do it. I really, you know what, though? Like, we, we've got a round up. We have. Oh, no, I'm having fun. We have. Yeah, we have. But I'm, I really, um, like you said right at the beginning about saying I'm autistic, so uh, deal with that. Yeah. And then, then we'll sort this out. Yeah. And I, I don't, there's something really beautiful about that. Like, there I is. think, like, that is, that is fucking rock and roll. It is, yeah. Like, I'm obsessed with Keith Richards. Uh, Who's Keith He's the guitar player from the Rolling Stones. I've got a massive tattoo of him. Okay. Uh, and he uh, is a man who does things his way. And, yeah. and he's like, and I, and I will look my own way and I will do things my own way and everyone mm. else can catch up with me. Mm. Uh, and I, I love Liam Gallagher. Yeah. I know that one. And he's like that. You know, it's like, I am who I am and I have got, and I will not be ashamed. Everyone else can fucking catch up with me. I and I, I get that from you. you know? It's punk rock, man. It's fucking proper punk rock. It really it's is. Punk rock. It's like Which a matter it? of life or death, really. Like, if yeah. I'm not yeah, like this, nice. I won't yeah. survive. Yeah. I can, so and I think it. we all deserve happiness, don't we? Like, we all we deserve we to... We do. Am I... Sorry, the cat's going to jump on something. But if people aren't into it, they can fuck off. Exactly. Yeah, like, think, well, you haven't got a choice, have you? Hmm. That's, it's, just, it's just different. People are just different. And, hmm. like, not everyone's going to get it. Not even it. Like, not, I don't even care. Yeah, I don't no, care just... what other people think. I'm just going to be happy in my little bubble, knocking about, um, taking... I take random pictures for no reason now. Like, I'm not doing anything with them, but Good. Blossom, I'm like, taking a picture of Blossom, weird things that I find. I'm just like, I'll just do this because yeah. because I want to. And that's, like, that's it. That's all the explanation, because I want to. And That's, that's called I... being an artist. It is, yeah. That's, that's being it an artist. It really is. Like, don't get you don't get tied up with anyone like, else's reaction other than yeah, you don't have to excuse your behavior of autism no, fuck like, that. a lot of it's just being a nice no, kind of yeah. yeah it's weird because i can't i need said to wrap up but look at me like i want a tip i want a tip yeah that's I, how we'll end it i i think you've said <laughs> loads of good things in the last few minutes yeah um, Only in the last few minutes. No, no, I mean, <laughs> particularly. Just delete the whole thing, I'll start again. Shut up. <laughs> what I want to hear, what I want to hear is, um, like, uh, a proper golden tip from mm. you that you that other people could go away with. Mm. I know it's, it sounds like pressure, but it's, it's actually... pressure. What you, you've just been super vague, like a tip. But other yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. What's with? important? What is important in life? What for you is really important in joy. life? Joy. Hmm. Just hey. joy. That's it. If it doesn't bring you joy, why are you doing it? If it doesn't bring you, like, obviously, you've got shit obligations like the housework, 
But if you've got the money, get a cleaner. But also, like, but if it doesn't, why are you doing things that make you sad? It's illogical. Mm. If it doesn't bring you joy, if it's making you stressed or anxious, mm. just fuck get it off. Of it. Yeah. Just put it in the fucking bin. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Rachel. That's pretty cool. <laughs> We're, we're gonna we're gonna end this right there on that. Yeah, that I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank oh, you so not. much, Rage. Thank you. I so, don't think like... the first half was rubbish. Not oh, at all. Shut up. <laughs> not at all. There's no deli- there's no edit no editing on this one. Oh, um, no. <laughs> just quickly, Rachel, tell people where to where to follow for your artwork. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's um, Wells, Wells, and Wells. Wells, Wells, and Wells. Instagram and, and Facebook and Dick About on Twitter. I mean, I just Dick About. Cool. Well, I like Wales. Wales, 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 uh, get you on because it's been a little while, hasn't it? It's been lovely. Take Thank care. You so yeah. much. Let's You're catch up soon. soon. This is the mouth. This is Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.